0: Welcome into Zion Consciousness and Covenant, podcast where we discuss all kinds of important matters relating to being covenant keeping Mormons in the New Age. I'm Andy Rasmussen, joined by Felice Austin Satnam.
1: Satnam. Sat
0: and we have a guest this week.
1: Yes. Should I introduce her?
0: Yes, go ahead.
1: Okay, so today we have Sarah Hines with us um, from Phoenix, Arizona. Sarah is amazing. <laughs> Sarah is one of the premier um, researchers in um, pre-birth experience work. Sort of, it's like it's akin to near-death experience work, but it's yeah. um, it's about the pre-birth uh, life. So. Sarah,
2: say hi. <laughs> hi. I'm happy to be with you today. Thank you.
1: Thanks for joining us, Sarah.
0: Well, Felice, jump in here. I'll kind of
2: jump um, in. Okay,
1: well, bit. I Sarah is, let's see. I met Sarah a couple of years ago, or I heard about her, and um, a friend of mine started working with her about um, on this topic of castaways, and we both became very passionate about it, and I just wanted to increase awareness of this topic, so I asked Sarah on, and Sarah knows more than we do, so why don't we ask her to talk about castaways? How did you first, um, first of all, yeah, how did you first come on to this and what is what is
2: the castaway well many years i am the mother of nine children many years ago when i had an abortion uh, excuse me a miscarriage (laughs) which is a you know kind of a natural abortion um, but not doesn't come about by anyone except you know the the body just rejecting the child i i had a a vision of this child after I miscarried her. And it started me on a quest to search out and to study about souls who are waiting to, bor- to be born, souls who are miscarried. And then eventually I moved into the area of, of children who are aborted because as I began to collect so many stories there were people who'd had a near-death experience and had met children in heaven whom they had aborted. And, of course, I began to see that these aborted children, the spirits of the aborted children, continue to live as the spirits of miscarried children. And as I began to put this... Study together. It was it was quite foreboding um, to learn about the children, their their sorrow at being rejected, and I I had a term that came to me one day, and the term was the castaways. And you know when you research the meaning of the word castaways, it means sent to a land not of your choice. Mm -hmm. Children waiting to be born uh, have great desire to come to the earth and experience mortality. But if they are rejected uh, by their mothers, whom they love so dearly, they are cast away and sent back to heaven. And often with experiencing great trauma, of course, in remembering what they went through uh, even with their abortion.
1: So tell us more about that and and how the, the idea is that they go back and they wait to have another chance to come, right?
2: Many children do uh, have another chance to come. It appears, of course, that the Lord, in dealing with each one of us, deals with us very individually. But there are some who are aborted, who are given an opportunity to return. Um, one of the first stories I came across was when I did a radio show in Phoenix. Uh, Frank Baranowski was was a beloved host on KTAR radio in Phoenix and loved the research my husband and I did and so we were on his show many times and he reported an experience he had he was a world-class hypnotherapist generally did not work with children but one day a woman came to him and her daughter was having incredible trauma anytime they were having a, a fire in the fireplace or a bonfire, you know, with marshmallows or anything. And so as Frank worked with this young girl, she began to talk about remembering being pulled out of her mother's body and thrown into a fire on a beach. Well, Frank was shocked. The mother began to cry, and she told Frank that as as a young woman, She became pregnant. Uh, Her boyfriend at first wanted her to have an abortion, and then he kind of changed and came around. He was being really nice, and he invited her to a beach party with some of his friends. When she arrived, she noticed these were only guy friends, and as they gathered around her, they forced an abortion on her there on that beach and threw the baby into the bonfire. Wow. And she never told anyone, but did eventually marry to a wonderful man and have this little girl. And the little girl, as she began to talk, was apparently the soul of the child that had been aborted on this beach. And so. Mom dealing then with these memories, um, Frank was able to help this child understand what had happened. It appears Mm -hmm. that those who have memories of being aborted, once they can understand what these memories are about, that was in the past, Mm -hmm. they are now here and all is well, that recovery can happen. Um, In my new book, which is called the fate of aborted souls, uh, which I I wrote under the the mentorship of an international worker um, throughout the world on the sanctity of life issues. A lot of new research now coming forth is verifying uh, much of the information I've collected over the years. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow.
0: That's. That's incredible stuff, Sarah. I've read a couple of blogs here. Um, you've got one that is your name, sarahhines.com, which is Sarah with an H and then another H, H-I-N-Z-E. Correct. Also, uh, theyremember.org is a blog. This first one I read uh, it includes yeah. uh, lots and lots of uh, amazing stories uh, from souls <laughs> who. Well, from, as you as you mentioned, souls who remember this, also uh, parents who have had particular had different dreams, um, of all kinds of pre birth experiences, and they read very very similar uh, to the near death experiences that you mentioned. That people are f- are pretty pretty familiar with that genre at this point. Yes. Um, some things maybe I, I just wanted you to comment on the. Um, confusion and and pain at, at, particularly the aborted souls are being rejected but uh as they return to heaven I, I noticed a couple of times some things uh the intense love that they still have for their mothers yeah and uh and sorrow for the pain that they that their mothers were experiencing at the time and uh and also being taken back on some occasions into the uh, the arms of of God and the Savior and the healing that can occur there. Talk a little bit about those experiences that seem in such an in that kind of uh, instance of what we would consider maybe the ultimate evil. Uh, the love and light that still reigns.
2: Yes. Well, the shedding of innocent blood is is most abominable. You know, in in the Bible, this is mentioned we are called upon to protect the innocent. And the most innocent of all are of humans are really the unborn child. And there are those who have seen in heaven um, the aborted ones. Uh, one amazing tender account is by a Protestant minister um, by the name of Jesse DePlantis, who had a out of body experience and was taken to heaven he was shown the throne room of god and around god the father were these aborted souls these beloved children of god who needed to be comforted by god the father themselves personally and our father in heaven in his grace and mercy uh, had these children around him Uh, another friend of mine roy mills whom many may have read his book the soul's remembrance roy is a dear friend of ours who is also baptist um, but has a keen memory of his premortal life, and he also saw these children who are sent back, aborted souls, and they're in their trauma.
1: <coughs>
2: they are comforted by Christ. Um, many great teachers who've gone back to heaven uh, attend to these souls. Many great souls in heaven. That uh, you know walk with God are there with these castaway children, and a friend of mine, Suzanne Freeman, um, who lives in Provo, Utah, now, in her near-death experience that occurred because she had a um, um, a, a severe miscarriage that almost resulted in her death she saw what she called the reassigned children's area. And I have that story in my new book, The Fate of Aborted Souls. She saw them as well, and she was taken there and saw a little boy crying. She asked the Savior, and Mary, the mother of Christ, who was attending to her, if she could have this little boy. And he was sent to her. She now has Preston, and he's about 10 years old. I have a picture of Suzanne and Preston in my new book. And I'm going to be putting up all these stories and pictures on my new blog, which is called The Fate of Aborted Souls, all stories taken from my new book. Um, and this will be up you know, by the end of, the, of today. Which is my birthday.
1: And oh, happy birthday!
2: I would not. This is a birthday <laughs> present for me to get to speak about these these special children whom I love so much.
1: You know, Sarah, I
2: just remembered this, and I I don't think I've ever told
1: you this, but my mom died when I was younger, and she told me she said I have to go take care of the children in heaven. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> She's like, I think that's why Jesus wants me, you know, to come back. And I think, you know, we don't we don't totally understand things when we're younger. But my mother has definitely been guiding me on my journey to, you know, I became a hypnotherapist. So I teach this Kundalini stuff. But I've also been um, really, you know, I wrote a book on birth, <laughs> and then now um, connecting with you, I just think that there's definitely um a contingent on the other side that's organizing the um kind of dissemination of this awareness
2: oh absolutely i i've seen so many miracles and and blessings in this work i've been involved in it it truly is heaven's work and mm-hmm. i'm you know i'm like you i'm i'm grateful to be a voice for the children um because they speak with love they speak with a great desire to be heard uh you know to the mothers and the fathers throughout the world mm-hmm. that they can be protected if not born into that family well adoption mm-hmm.
1: there are over
2: two million Americans waiting right now to adopt a newborn child and wow it's 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 a wonderful gift i these are the great heroes are Mm-hmm. these mothers who, if they cannot keep their child, they, you know, do place them in adoption.
1: Yeah. Um, I had a thought. Um, so when I first learned about, you know, that this is a real thing, <laughs> that castaways are there and they're coming back, um, I once I had that awareness, I started to notice and become aware and they just started to come out of the woodwork. You know, they were everywhere in my, in my work with people. I found a very, I found it a lot. And, um, I'm also a hypnotherapist and I just recently had a, a class, a certification in imagery, guided imagery, and I created a journey a healing journey called the between wombs journey. And I was trying to explain to people and half the people there didn't know what castaways were. And so I explained what a castaway was and almost everyone in the room was like, (gasps) like they either were one or they had one or they knew like, it just suddenly like, Oh, that makes sense. You know, (laughs) they were married to one, you know, they're, they're in almost every family I found out there's, there's one in almost every family or family line.
2: That's true. That's very true, and we have them in our own family, um, myself as well as grandchildren, and um, it's it's just a remarkable treasure that's coming forth. I think a treasure of knowledge, mm-hmm. as we're you know in these special times, uh, these things will come forth to help us understand. You know more about the mortal journey and the eternal journey.
1: Mm-hmm. So one of
2: my one of the the students who came to the class, she told me
1: a story, and um, I think her child is like four or five now, but she, they were living in Thailand with a host family and she noticed this crazy, not crazy, but this interesting ritual that they had every day. They would pour water on this forgiveness tree and they called it the like forgiveness ritual. But the mother was like pouring like a gallon of water every day, whereas everyone else would do like a little pup. And so clearly the mother had this like, there's some serious stuff she was feeling guilt about. And she finally said, hey, why are you doing that? <clears throat> and the mother said, well, a long time ago I had an abortion. And abortion is not really looked down on in Thailand, but this woman had an experience where that soul came to her and said, Hey, why'd you do that? Like I was supposed to be in your family. And so she had all this guilt for years. And then, so my, my friends, uh, came to live with her. She and her husband were living with them, um, as a host family. And she said, Hey, I talked to my aborted son and he, um, he wants to know if he can be your child. (laughs) And (laughs) she said, um, okay. Like she didn't, understand any of it or believe any of it but then later she did get pregnant and she figured out that that this is who came to her and she didn't understand for a long time there was just a lot of issues like he was not like a normal kid he had a lot of trauma and she had to follow like like certain inspirations that she got then made sense later but she was never ever ever to let him cry it out she was like there were just certain things that she had to do to help this this
2: child, and he's healed. I mean, he's very healed now. But yeah, yeah. wow, what an intuitive, intuitive mother. Mm-hmm. And yes, I've worked with people who who can't have children, and I just encourage them. Well, pray that the Lord will send you um, a castaway child, because mm-hmm. they are so eager to come, and mm-hmm. many of them have conceived and and feel that they have been given, a, you know, one of these precious children. Who are, are so full of love, some of them do, do need specific attention. As we mentioned in our, our new book, some of them have a lot of anxiety. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have feelings of abandonment, various emotional issues. But as the mother and family is attentive to this child, um, you know, these, these traumas can certainly be healed.
1: So that was one thing um, Lonnie and I, Lonnie, Lonnie who has helped you with the They Remember um, blog, um, we were talking, like, why, you know, if these souls go back into the presence of God, why aren't they healed? Like, why do they come back with trauma? And the inspiration that we got um, is that, like, they choose. Like, God allows them to choose. To be healed right now, or to bring back some of the memories, so that they can alert the world to this problem.
2: Yes, I I would agree. I would agree. One specific child in our family, um, you know, began talking about his abortion as a three-year-old, and and now he's fourteen, and he he has memory of it, um, but he said to me. Jesus wanted me to remember it so I can help you with your mission.
1: That's so beautiful. Wow.
2: It is. It's it's very touching because these these spirits are these children are so great. And there are people walking around right now, you know, from adults to children who are castaways and and they have a story to tell. They have a message, you know. If people will
0: listen, Sarah, do you get the feeling we talked about how many there are now uh, globally? Um, I would assume. Do, do you get the feeling that every one of these gets another chance at a body, or is that, or some that's the body that they have, and or or is it entirely up to them? Or how do you how do you feel that works?
2: Well, you know that's. <laughs> As I said earlier, God deals with each spirit individually, mm. um, and I think some, of course, are coming back. I don't think all of them do. I think in the great millennial day, when Christ will rule and reign, that it will all be worked out, as will so many issues. We will be worked out at that time. But there are many coming back throughout the world. I, I look at some of the angry children mm-hmm. you know, in the world, in, yeah. you know, in our country, angry, who are in gangs and, and violent, and I, I wonder how many of those are cast away. Because mm-hmm. we know that the Planned Parenthood, as it was set up, um, you know, was, to, was to eliminate those of, that were not of the white race. And so there is just so much going on. I think, you know, we brought out our book, The Castaways, in the year 2000. Now the new book, The Fate of Aborted Souls, which has um, about 60 stories in it, plus sound research, not only from my husband and I, but from others who are researching this. I think once we bring this new book out, um, and it will be, I'll have it all over my new blog. I'll have excerpts of it there for anyone to read. I think we will start getting such an abundance of stories Mm -hmm. that it will be overwhelming. Because whenever I speak at any conference, um, I have people coming up to me who have children they feel are castaways, or they themselves were almost aborted but survived mm. and mm. they can have physical trauma uh mm-hmm. emotional trauma and yet so many of them are are people who are full of love it's remarkable there's no judgment here mm-hmm. um, there's no judgment here there is just a message of love and mm. concern that these stories are raising.
1: And so what about women who've had abortions? What as far as healing yeah. for them, what what can you say I, about that?
2: I, I mentioned that in the book. I as I have able to speak to people, you know, at various times when I when I speak and I have people coming up who've had abortions. I if I don't have much time with them, I tell them they need to seek their healing through Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, as I have been on this journey of studying these this situation for 20 years, I have come to understand so clearly that Jesus Christ wants to heal women who've had abortions, women and men and families. He wants to heal them. He will heal them because this is part of his great mission is as the great physician to heal us emotionally, that he can take that pain. And at the same time, the stories are a message of warning to those who may be considering an abortion. Mm -hmm. They don't need to take this road. Mm -hmm. They can give the child life and, and then rejoice, you know, that they've made that decision.
0: I want to ask both of you, and Felice specifically, Uh, With some of your work, I know you have uh, worked with a number of people, um, victims of extreme sexual and and even satanic abuse. Have you worked with, um, I don't know, for lack of a better word, in in another job I I used to have called them perpetrators, Felice, where you, uh, people who've had abortions or or, um, Um, anything like that, and experienced their stories of healing?
1: Um, A few, yes. Um, mm, A lot of it's confidential, (laughs) but yes, they can be healed. I mean, I've, and Sarah has worked with them too. Sarah's also a hypnotherapist by the way. Um, uh, And does Christ centered healing, but um, nothing's coming to mind right now except stuff that I can't share. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) but But there is, there is hope and there's healing and it's, amazing like it's a miracle like i mean i guess it's only a miracle because we don't know how it's done but it's it's really it's just done through the love of jesus christ
2: absolutely i totally agree yes christ-centered healing and you know there are those out there who can help others there's there's ministers and and churches and organizations that are all about Mm -hmm. helping people to heal as well
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, and everyone that I trained last September is now qualified to help, help um, castaways. I gave them quite a lot of tools and it was really amazing to see just how much healing happened that day that we talked about it and that everybody got this journey and they all practiced it on each other um, or they practiced it on anybody that wanted to, to try it and, there was just there was a lot of healing that day and some people were able to do the healing work for their children. Like one woman had a son. She's like, he just doesn't quite fit with our family, but we love him. Uh-huh. She's like it makes sense now. Like he's got he's got like a whole different thing going on. And so we did this journey kind of for him, like in imagery state. We brought him into this healing um sort of garden river thing and we did the healing and I said well let me know if it works and she said when she got home he just ran up to her and hugged her which he normally doesn't do and she was like I can definitely see that we did something you know <laughs> like and it, and it worked and it healed it's, I mean it's a journey but yeah. really what they need is just love like an outpouring of love
2: well this is you know I'm so thankful for you and for you know the work that you're doing because it's just it's a big job. Uh, there's a lot of work that needs to be done in this area, and and I hope Felice that you and I can, you know, have the opportunity to work together. And, you know, since <coughs> since we've met, we have we have just you know had such great love and appreciation for one another. Um, there's a lot of work to be done, and, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm grateful that you're stepping up and doing so much yourself.
1: Well, and. I guess that's an invitation to others too
2: absolutely
1: to join um the work share the share this knowledge, share the links that we've shared. um I think I just had the inspiration yesterday, Sarah, that I think I'm gonna record that um you know between womb's healing journey and put it out there for a download for people if they wanna listen to it. Um, oh, I'll
2: put it on my blog for sure.
1: Oh, okay, would, great.
2: That's a great idea. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, I'll send you the MP3 as now, soon as I record it. A couple Thank of you. things there. Sarah, what is...
0: seems like there would be so many facets to this work, and you've been on this journey for quite a while now. Uh I've written several books. You've got several blogs. We'll throw out all those again as we wrap it up. But um, you speak at various conferences uh, all over the world, and what is the nature... Of your work going forward, do you think do you see it as as primarily spiritual? Is it these these healing uh, journeys, for by by whatever modality it works for people, or is it awareness? Is there I've just noticed on your blog uh, one one of the most recent posts is a painting by one of your friends called um, uh, what is it? God bless America. And yes. is there a political component? That's a world I spend a lot of time in. And this question uh, was "quote unquote" settled by the court over 40 years ago. And frankly, there's nobody on either side that wants to take it up at this point. Yeah. What do you What do you see as the nature of your work?
2: Well, it's probably it's all the above that you mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I I did speak on Capitol Hill a few years ago. I was invited by my congressman and. It was during the partial birth abortion hearings mm. i I spoke at a caucus, but then, when I spoke in my state of Arizona, um, a group of those who were getting ready to vote to ban partial birth abortion and I only had seven minutes but as I told stories that are you know in in my research um, There were, there were a lot of tears and there were votes that changed and we were able to ban partial birth abortion, you know, for a few weeks until it went back to the courts. (laughs) But it was interesting that this, this information was able to touch and change hearts of a few politicians even. But my, that's amazing. My work is is to change hearts, um, uh, wherever they can be changed. Um, I understand we're now in a time of the history of the world that uh, going back politically may not occur until the millennium mm-hmm. in, in various, you know, issues. But um the work can still and will still go forth, you know, one heart, one soul at a time through books, blogs, you know, Felice and her work and the people that she touches, I pray that I can have more access, that I can have a greater voice and a greater circle of influence to speak to more people, um, you know, to have an opportunity of sharing the message, you know, in a more global way. That's my prayer right now.
1: Well, I'll pray for that for you, too.
2: <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you.
1: And and it will. It will. Like, the circles keep getting wider and wider. Yeah. Every day I'm sort of shocked at how wide. You don't ever really know how wide you reach until sometimes you'll get a story back from the ends of the earth, and then you're like, wow.
2: Yeah, that's true. With Internet now and... You know, blogging and all that's done, messages can go out. And, you know, and I have, I give away so many books. Um, My castaway book, I, for five or six dollars, which includes mailing, I will mail that to anyone in the United States um, if they will just, you know, message me on my blog. That's so we're wow. we're not into it for the money, of course. We're into it to do what God calls us to do. When God calls mm-hmm. us to to do a mission, we surrender and and we do every everything we can to fulfill that mission.
1: Wow! Let's, thank you, Sarah. Thank you're you very much. Light, light. you're a great. The example in a light.
0: Yeah.
2: Thank you. Thank you. It's so good to meet meet you, and thank you so much for sharing this message. I really appreciate it.
0: Well, thank you. Again, the blog's Sarah uh S-A-R-A-H-H-I-N-Z-E, and theyremember.org. And the new one, Sarah, will be called?
2: The Fate of Aborted Souls. Uh, it will be connected also by my name, Sarah Hines. Okay. And that will be up probably by tonight with... Lots of new stories
0: from the new book. Wow, okay. Great. And one more uh, word just to our audience, uh, speaking of expanding the reach, here one of the best ways to do that, if you've listened to a single uh, episode of this podcast, is to rate it and review it on iTunes. Um, It can be a little counterintuitive, um, disappointingly so for Apple software, but just go to iTunes or on your phone, Um, actually search the podcast on the podcast app by name or by my name or Felice's name once you get the podcast up uh, open it up and it open that main page for the podcast there will be a reviews tab you just click that you can read all the reviews you can also there's a a, a tab to write a review please do that and that will help us uh, jump up in, in the searches for people and broaden the audience and the people who are exposed to this message
2: great Thanks, Sandy. Thank you. And it'll certainly go on my blog, and and I'll promote it in every way I can. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you very much for your time and your work, Sarah. Bless you.
2: Thank you. Satnam.
0: Satnam.